Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Changes to the Irish flag shouldn't be considered unless the public vote in favour of a united Ireland. That's according to uh, independent TD Matty McGrath, who was commenting on the future of the tricolour on National Flag Day. I didn't realise there was even such a thing as National Flag Day, but there is, and it is today. The BBC uh, conducted a poll recently which asked respondents, in the event of a united Ireland, whether Ireland should change its flag from the current tricolour to an unspecified other flag. The uh, poll was carried out in both Northern Ireland and in the Republic. In Northern Ireland, 46% of people said yes, the uh, green, white and orange tricolour should be changed. 36% said no, that it shouldn't change. And you can obviously imagine what side of the divide in the North uh, those people are on. A further 25% were either neutral or undecided. But here in the Republic... 21% supported changing the flag, although 63% are completely opposed to uh, changing the flag. A survey carried out by the Irish Sun, which found that just a quarter of Oireachtas members were willing to change the flag in the event of Irish unity. And the idea behind changing the flag is that a united Ireland should be a new Ireland with new symbols and a new start. Many Irish and nationalist people will be quick to dismiss the idea of changing the flag because the Irish flag was deliberately designed to welcome both sides of the divide on this island. We have orange, we have green, and we have a peaceful white in the middle. And that was the motivation behind the uh, design of the Irish tricolour in the first place. Designed in 1848 along the lines of the French tricolour, The Irish tricolour came to prominence during the Easter Rising in 1916 as the flag of Irish Republican rebels fighting against British rule in Dublin. And the tricolour was made official in 1922 as the new flag of the new Irish Free State and was retained following our declaration as a republic. Now, an argument could also be made that if the flag is to be changed, the national anthem should be changed to be more inclusive too. Aaron Naveen, originally written in English as the Soldier's Song uh, between 1907 and 1910 with English lyrics by Padder Carney. The song was accompanied by a score written by Patrick Heaney and was translated into Irish uh, by civil servant and linguist Liam O'Rin. Now, changing a national anthem is more about shifting perceptions of national identity than me- merely seizing an opportunity to change uh, the uh, anthem. Now, today, I want to know if it were to achieve or if it were to be part of the negotiation for a united Ireland, would you be in favour of changing the flag, the anthem, both? Are you uh, not bothered one way or the other? I'd love to hear from you on this. You can uh, send us a text or a WhatsApp to 087 188 Better still, you can call us on 0818 94 2105. 0818 According to a poll from this side of uh, the border, 25, oh, sorry, here in, in the south, um, 
I'm sorry, where, where are my figures gone? I'm after losing them now. I'm going blind. Oh, yeah, there we go. Sorry, in the Republic, 21% support changing the flag. 63% are opposed. Still a sizable 21%. And anyway, I'd love to hear from you on this. 0818 94 2105 or you can uh, send us a, a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to 087 188 Now, um, sorry, you can send us a yes or no, by the way, by WhatsApp. Would you be in favour of changing one or both in order to achieve Irish unity? Yes or no? And send it to 087 188 Would you be in favour of changing the flag the anthem or both if it were to help achieve Irish unity. Send a yes or a no to 087-188-0008 because according to the BBC poll, 21% here in the Republic are in favour of changing the flag but the vast majority are not in favour of changing the flag. Morris, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Morris? Hey, how are you doing? Good afternoon to you. And good afternoon to you, Morris. Uh, well, are you in favour of changing one, both or none? None. I'd be on the side of, I served this country in the army mm-hmm. and I have people in my father's family who fought against the British Empire to give us the free state we live in today. So that flag represents men and women who lay down their lives to give us the freedom we live in today. And the song was to commemorate their bravery. So... As a guy who served this country and I honoured the flag and I served under the president who was mm. the ultimate leader of the defence force in Ireland, uh, the man that lives in the white. Uh, Officer Nucron, yeah? The president, he's the uh, chief of staff. Commander-in-chief, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've made enough sacrifices. Like, I'll give you an example. We, we relinquished Articles 1 and 2 of a claim over the six counties in the north to facilitate the Good Friday Agreement. And I think that's enough. Because we can't forget the people who laid down their lives to give us the free state we live in today. And I'll give you one example. I walked into six counties doing work one day, okay? And a middle-aged woman approached me because I was driving a van with a southern reg on it. And she said to me, what are you doing in my country, you fiending so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And a Belfast guy that I was working with turned around to her and said, you effing so-and-so off, it's my country too. And he's a right to be here. Because when the area I was walking in, the curves were painted red, white, and blue. Now, that and happened I, I, to me. A lot of us have had similar experiences. Yeah, I, yeah. Ha- I, so have, I, I have I myself. A, yeah, I think it's a step too far. You know, and okay, but, uh, but how, how if we were... Well, let me ask you then. Do you yeah. aspire to Irish unity? Do you uh, want to see a united 32-county country? We were a, a whole country before we were occupied. That people forget that. That's a very, very, counties. very, very long time ago, Mars. But listen, that's why you keep your history alive. That's your heritage. Why would you forget? We didn't ask the people to come in here who were planted here by the Emperor. We didn't ask for that. We didn't ask for Cromwell to send Irish people on slave ships to Jamaica. No, we didn't. Them. Absolutely. No. And, uh, exactly. And, and I accept that that's all part of our history. But in order yeah. to have unity on this island, which an awful lot of us never see happening. Others think it could be possible. We need to uh, reach an accommodation with our um, unionist brethren in the north. And, you know, they're they're obviously very reluctant to uh, even have a conversation about a united Ireland. But one of the things that would 
need to be talked about are things like the anthem, a soldier's song. It's a rebel song. It's yeah. Um, I'm like, know. well, the, the, listen. The reason, the reason why that's there, and it was, it, it's part of our history and our heritage. Is we're the only country, as far as I know, in Europe, if not worldwide, that stood up to the British Empire and made them leave, and they left. But he left. They kept some of us, mm-hmm. and he said, "If you don't accept this, we'll annihilate you." Like what's going on in Ukraine. It's just a different time, Adrian. No, no, I agree. I agree. And that yeah, was exactly yeah. what happened 100 years exactly. ago. Uh, there was that threat of, of, of war if you don't accept exactly. what, what is on offer. Uh, but we're still in a situation where yeah. a majority of the population in the six counties don't want anything to do with the United Ireland. Uh, don't even no, want to have it. will. So is yeah. it not incumbent upon us down here to you know, hand out an olive, olive branch. We've seen how it was done. Let's talk about the anthem for a, se- a, a, yeah. a second. We've seen how, uh, in order to <clears throat> unite the Ireland's team, they wrote a special anthem, which everybody could uh, be allied to. And that, of course, is uh, Ireland's Call, which is a fantastic yeah. tune. And, yeah. and that has worked in terms of... You know, it breaches that divide. We have Northern Unionists playing on the Ireland rugby team. And I exactly. remember back in the day, yeah. you would see some of the uh, some of their faces cringe when Aaron Naveen was played because it's not their yeah. anthem. So oh, well, that's why um, Ireland's call was devised to try and reach yeah. out and make, the, make it more uh, inclusive. Acceptable. Yeah, and it's good that it came in, but that's the only sport in Ireland where we have cross-community Acceptance. No, That's the only sport. No, it's not. It's not actually. There are lots of sports. In fact, soccer. Well, no, soccer is one of the of, few sports that isn't all Ireland. Yeah, that's what I mean. The FAI and the OFA are two different there. Whereas the rugby teams, you know, I understand that, and the Olympics or whatever. Um, to be honest with you, I think you know you're really looking at a t- uh, the case of the tail wagging the dog when it comes to our own and and our flag for um, strength. Like you said, the messages in the flag were green. The piece is white and there's orange. We're accepting that, and that's who we are. But we were. A I know, but uh, but uh, but our unionist friends, many of our unionist and loyalist friends in the north, would see uh, that flag as representing the IRA uh, because well, you know it would be flown by uh, Republicans, by staunch yeah. Republicans, and they see that as not acceptable, basically. Exactly, because of flags and war. Look, my mother was a very wise woman, and she knows she said, Morris, I hope you live in an age where the country does become one again. But she said, man's inhumanity to man will never unite anybody. And okay, so, uh, so you're, you're saying a, a, a definitive no to any change in the anthem, to any change in the flag. No. Just how then, people lost their lives. Okay, but how so, do we reach out to that one million people in the North that see themselves as British, uh, lie yeah. themselves with Britain, don't want anything to do with the United Ireland. Yeah. If, if, if you don't want to live on the island of Ireland, the mainland is there waiting for you to go back to where your ancestors came from. Mm. If you don't want to assimilate, go back that's to where little, your ancestors came from. It's a little bit harsh. That's ethnic no, cleansing. No, no, that's what truth. that's called. No, you have to face the truth and you can't have the tail wagging the dog. Okay, Morris, Ma- Ma- stay, yeah. stay there for one second if you can, please. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you on this on 087-188-0008. Would you <clears throat> be in favour of changing the uh, national anthem, the Irish flag, or both in order to make 
a united Ireland an easier and more united place where we're all ally. I mean, this all sounds so hypothetical, really. But it is something that we aspire to. It is something as a nation that the majority of the population here in the Republic would aspire to a united Ireland. But that united Ireland has to be an inclusive Ireland that welcomes all and makes all feel part of the country. 087-188-0008 is our uh, number now. Let me go to uh, Patrick. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Patrick? I'm good, thank you, Adrian. I hope you're well. I'm very well, thank you. Now, uh, Patrick, we have a national anthem that was originally written in English, uh, translated into Irish subsequently, called A Soldier's Song. Yeah. And it's all about the uh, re- rebellious Irish. We'll sing a song, a soldier's song, with cheering, rousing chorus. As round our blazing fires we throng the starry heaven o'er us, uh, impatient for the coming fight. And as we wait till morning light, here is the silence of the night. We'll chant a soldier's song. That's what it says in English. Obviously, okay. we many of us know the words Osquelga as well. But... Would you, do you think we should consider changing the anthem and the flag or both or none? To be honest with you, Adrian, that is going to be a conversation that we have to sit down and face because um, I'm an uh, ex-Defence Forces uh, serviceman myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the utmost respect for our flag, for our country, and for those that came before us, that gained us our freedom and so on, I think it's going to be one of the hardest decisions that people have to sit down and thrash out. But for me, if if we could agree on a flag that everybody would accept, and that would flag would be accepted north and south, and I said if, and I, I think that's a big if, because... You, we all remember our history go, going back and what the men and women who went before us went through to gain what we have now. And out of the four million people on the island now, you have one million who don't seem to want to move. They have to make a move if, if we can even start to sit down and talk about this. Hmm. And you see, what I'll be saying tomorrow is if our uh, any sort of a united Ireland has to encompass the one million people in the north that identify as British, want to remain uh, British and don't want any part of a united Ireland, they need to be welcomed into this state rather than treated as second class citizens, which is obviously one of the fears that uh, northern unionists would have. And having a a blanket, no, we're not changing the anthem, no, we're not changing the flag, no, we're not even having a conversation about it, is not very welcoming for them, is it? Well, no, absolutely it's not. But then again, uh, Adrian, we have to remember that they have had things their own way for a long, long time. And And, and that is, or has certainly in the last 20 years, changed somewhat. it, It has changed somewhat, yes. And as I say, as an ex-serviceman, I have the utmost respect. I've been up north myself. I've mingled with Catholic and Protestant. And I personally have no problem with them. 
We can't live in the past, but we should never forget our past, those that created our past, those that stood up and let us have what, what we Okay, have so you believe that uh, we need to at least have this conversation? Yes, absolutely. Okay, stay, like stay there for one second if you can, please, Patrick, because I have to take a very quick break, but I'll come back to you straight after the break. I'd love to hear from you on this on 087-188-0008. The question that we're asking is, as we're about to celebrate our national holiday, all of us aspire, well, I won't say all of us, but a lot aspire to a united Ireland. And in order to achieve that goal one day, do we not have to have a conversation about our anthem and about our uh, flag and create flags and anthems that are much more inclusive? Call us right now. 087-188-0008 is our WhatsApp number. Or you can call us on 0818 0087-188-0008 is our WhatsApp number. You can send us a, a WhatsApp voice note like this. Adrian, maybe the fear being second-class citizens, because that's how they treated our people up there for the last God knows how many years now. Well, 100 years now. Why should we have to bow down to them? accept them they want nothing to do with us they've made that perfectly clear they are so-called british so why should we have to bow down to them people no leave it the way it is ask the people down here do we really want a million uh loyalists running around dublin and cork and galway unchecked no leave them where they are they're no good to us okay leave them where they are so obviously um that caller doesn't aspire to a united ireland that was jason uh doesn't aspire to a united ireland because, yeah, well, he, he just doesn't. Malachi, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Malachi? Good afternoon. It's a while since we spoke. It is, Malachi. Uh, it's great to talk to you again. Uh, now, we, as we heard from Patrick before the break, we need to at least have this conversation. Well, why do we need to have this conversation? Because we all aspire to unite the island of Ireland. Well, not all of us. Sorry, that's wrong of me to say that all of us do. Not all of us do. Uh, but a lot of us do. You see, it's not simply about taking the northern statelet, which was partitioned by the British government, uh, with the, the connivance of elements of the Irish government at the time, and lobbed it off, and then just attach it onto this bankrupt place we have down here. It's about the recreation of the republic that was defended in arms created and established in 1916, defended in arms during the, the defence of the Republic. And then in the second defence of the Republic, it was defended by Republicans. And it has been defended by Republicans continually. And it's the recreation and the reinstatement of that Republic that we as Irish Republicans want. It's not simply taking one bankrupt state, attaching it to another bankrupt state and have a bigger bankrupt state run by Gambians. You know, it's not and if anybody thinks that the thing that's preventing um, the reunification of Ireland, which will follow the British statement of intent to withdraw, and that's what this is about. It's about British, British involvement in the affairs of Ireland. And now we've actually moved on to even a worse involvement in the affairs of the entire Ireland, which is the, affairs, which is the, the involvement of the European Union, which is a far bigger threat to the people of this Ireland than imperialistic Britain ever was. Okay, now, just uh, um, on on that point, firstly, uh, you know, you talk about um, support for the way in which we're governed. The vast, vast majority of the population 
here in the Republic are, and that was, this was borne out by uh, Brexit, are in favour of maintaining our membership of the European Union. There is no, oh, well, there's no, 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 no appetite no, even for incorrect. a debate on that. Totally incorrect. If the people in this state were never asked it's anything in relation to Brexit, right? Now, and any time that the European Union through treaties, whether it's Lisbon, Maastricht, or any of the other treaties that have been brought before the people of this state, and people have voted to oppose the, the further integration of Ireland into Europe and the further expansion of European powers into this state, the people have rejected them and they've been bribed and cajoled into voting again to vote the right way. So okay, the, uh, 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 let me just quote from, uh, uh, let's just deal with the European thing first. Um, and uh, an opinion poll conducted just before Christmas showed, um, the question was asked, should Ireland remain a member of the European Union? 84% of Irish people agreed with that statement. Okay. That's, that's well, an have, overwhelming have, majority. Well, hold on, that's a different argument. And an opinion poll is not as valid as a referendum. Mm-hmm. And we have had umpteen referendums in this country where the people every, on every occasion have voted to restrict the powers of the European Union. We were told, for instance, in Lisbon, and this is a very topical issue that's coming up now, that there will be no threat to the neutrality of this state. And now we're told currently that there is a difference between military and political neutrality. And we have a political establishment and a, a needite class in this country trying to drag us into a European army and into NATO without any discussion with the people. Okay. Right? All now, right. uh, let's get back to the, the point that we're talking yes, about. Yes, which is... Then Francis Marr brought the tricolour from France and unveiled it in Waterford. Mm-hmm. And based on the, the, the same concept as the French... Um, Tricolor. He said it was the, the, to be based on the unity of Catholic, Protestant, and the centre on a background of peace. And that's what it stands for. So, what other flag could encompass all of the traditions on the island like a tricolor? Right? You talk about the song, the national anthem. Right? The national anthem, of course, it's a song of Irish nationalism. It was sung firstly by, the, by the, the prisoners in the internment camps after 1916 in places like Prongrock in Wales and, and every British prison throughout um, mainland Britain and indeed in Kilmainham and, and prisons here where people, uh, Maryborough and places where people were detained. And it sets out in a, le- in a less militaristic way than the French national anthem, the British national anthem, or even the American national anthem. The American national anthem talks about you know, the civil, the, the war of independence and how they achieved freedom from Britain. You know, what, are we to change everything? What would you have flying? The European rag or the, the LGBT rainbow? You know, is that what, what the okay, new world uh, is uh, All right, Morris, uh, uh, let me ask you. Uh, uh, we were talking about uh, opinion polls and uh, the BBC conducted an opinion poll uh, where... They asked, in the event of a united Ireland, whether Ireland should change its flag from the current tricolour to an unspecified other flag. In Northern Ireland, 46% of people said yes. So this is a conversation that needs to be had if we're ever to um, embrace our Northern brethren. No? Oh, have I lost him? You must be gone. Oh, sorry, there you are, there you are. We embrace our northern brethren every day of the week. I have no difficulty with with, you, with loyalists or unionists and people having a different political belief. But it doesn't mean that as a minority on this island, 
in this country that they can have a veto over what the rest of the people have already decided. And in 1919, the people ratified the, the proclamation of 1916, ratified the, what it says in that document that the provisional government was the government until the universal suffrage of the people determined otherwise. And in 1919, the, the voters in this country, on this entire island, returned a, a parliament, which called itself then Dáil Éireann, and established and reinforced the Irish public and went out to defend that in arms. And that is the birth of this, of, of the current manifestation of, of Irish nationalism and of the, the this country Not as it was and it was always united i mean it, 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 before the government of Ireland Act, no, I'm British aware Act. of that. We were, we're all aware of that. We all live with the consequences of that decision a hundred years ago uh, that was enforced the on the... And, and the nationalist people in the six counties and indeed Republicans in every decade right throughout this island have paid the price, many of them with their blood, for that decision of a, a minority of the people on the island at the time and a, minor, a, a very slight majority in Dollar and at the time, men who went out then and butchered the people who sat beside them. I mean, they okay, but, uh, 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 Right, Maliki, we're talking history, and I know it's history that has impacted the island that we live on to this very day. How, therefore, do we convince the people in the North, because as we know from the Good Friday Agreement, the constitutional status of the North will remain unchanged unless 50% plus one uh, want it changed. How do we, how do we, how do we hold that olive branch out to them? Hold on. That determination under the Good Friday Agreement, and I oppose the Good Friday Agreement right through, and I don't accept that any British government or any isn't, or, or indeed a, a Dublin Parliament conniving with Britain to, to reinforce the Government of Ireland Act effectively. Okay, but, but the, but the fact of the matter is, whether you, whether you liked it or not, the fact is that people on both sides of the border, the majority populations on both sides of the border, voted in favour of the implementation again, of the Good again, Friday Agreement. Again, that's misinformation. People in the 26 counties did not vote for the Good Friday Agreement. They were asked in a referendum to abandon the, the territorial claim in the 1937 Constitution, Articles 2, two and, and 3, three yeah. of that Constitution, to remove that. They were not asked whether they supported the Good Friday Agreement or not, right? So, you know, keep the, the, you have to keep the facts straight. And instead of trying to reinterpret something that it wasn't. No, haven't said but, that. But, uh, sorry, I, the, I, I sorry, the fundamental agreement, the fundamental agreement to the Good Friday Agreement was the removal of Article Two and Three of the Constitution. That, you know, that was us saying we accept Northern Ireland's status as long as the people of Northern Ireland uh, wanted to remain as it is. Well, well, well that's not maybe what you say, but in fact, what it was was this state abandoning that level of support, little and all as it was, because they've done nothing practically to support the nationalist people in the north from 1922 when there were, well, there was pogroms right throughout. Okay. The, uh, uh, you know, right through to, to, to almost to today. Okay. Maliki, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll come back to you in uh, just a second. If you want to get involved very quickly, 087-188-0008 is our WhatsApp number. You can send a voice note like this. Adrian, of course I would change. I'd change anything just for peace. Honest to God, just for peace. History is what kills everybody. It's the history. Cheers, pal. All right. And this is Adrian Kennedy. Unfortunately, time is rapidly running away on us, so let me squeeze in just one or two more calls on what we've been talking about. Would you be prepared to change the anthem, the flag or both or none in order to achieve 
a happy, peaceful, united Ireland. Where am I going now? I'm going to Bernie. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Bernie? I'm fine, Adrian. How are you? Good, thanks, Bernie. Uh, you're not in favour of any changes. No. But you're no. also not a big fan of a united Ireland either. No. I'd like it to keep it the way it is. Um, our people struggled enough and suffered enough in the last couple of centuries through our history. Um, they they fought for us. They they hung. They they went through awful times that we don't even imagine in this day and age because we'd have our freedom. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why we should send it away now. And thanks very much. And now take on another country's flag. No. And I wouldn't like to hear the. Well, we wouldn't be talking but, about taking on another country's flag. We'd be talking well, about yeah, designing it, 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 a new flag. No, we don't need to. This is our country, and if they 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 shouldn't have any act or part in in changing our flag. Okay, but then we if we don't even have the conversation, we might never achieve a united Ireland. Well, I mean, the majority of people up there are happy to stay. They didn't rush down when when the you know with Brexit happened. No, a few people did. I I, I honour and respect everybody in their own country, but they're not. I'm not for changing. I mean, I'm very proud of my country and my heritage and my the people who went before me and I want to respect and honour them while I'm here on this planet. So uh, any conversation about a united Ireland doesn't really interest you? Is it that you, you want to leave those six counties to their own devices? Well they've been happy with their own six counties forever. Well no, not everybody up there is happy. Let's be well, honest. They, they, haven't, they, they can move. You know, like we have the option to move but I mean it's still our country, like, we still fought. I mean, all of us have a history in our families that went back to where they went to untold hardship and cruelty brought on to them by this country. Um, not the people of the North, but the, the UK. And I don't see why now we should be saying, ah, oh, should we change the flag now? We'll all be together. That is not, I'm sorry, not in my lifetime do I feel, I, I feel comfortable with that. Okay, so you would prefer to leave things as they are? I do. I think we were all wrapped in the tricolour, and I think it's... And, my heritage shows me that my family fought hard for this country and I'm not going to wash it away now. I'd be really upset. I think of all our people who have gone all over the world and the one thing that connects us all is the, when they put up the flag anywhere in the world, we feel connected. And, ch- and changing that we couldn't feel connected to a new flag, no? I don't think so, no. Not, not for me personally. I mean, other people have great windows on the world and they can see a future. I just am happy with what we have and I'm, we're, I'm, I feel privileged to have what we okay, have. Okay, so leave things as they are. All right, thank you very much indeed for your call, Bernie. Thank you all of you for your calls. My apologies we didn't get to squeeze in as many calls as we would have liked on that. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.